The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Friday, June 1st edition. Man, we have made it into the month of June already. Over two months of baseball in the books. 15 games slate on tap. It's going to be a wild one. It's weird. 15 games. Pitching is not as great as one would expect unless you feel like taking that that leap. That leap of mankind. But uh, we got bats for days. As you'd expect in a 15-game slate, we got a lot of high totals. Eight and a half and above. Lots of nines and above. We gonna just you're gonna mix and match. Even with Coors on the slate, we have some places we can really have some fun. So let's get at those totals. Yankees Orioles got rained out last night. We got uh, Sonny Gray back on the mound versus Cashner instead of Tanaka versus Goshman, which would have been two nice arms to add to the table tonight. But the total is nine and a half. Cubs Mets eight and a half. Blue Jays Tigers nine. Nationals Braves eight and a half. Red Sox Astros. Chris Sale versus Garrett Cole. Total of seven. Get your popcorn ready. Indians, Twins, 8. Brewers, White Sox, 9. A's, Royals, 9. Pirates, Cardinals, 8. Dodgers, Rockies, Coors Field, Delight at 11. Marlins, D-backs, 8.5. Rangers, Angels, 8.5. Reds, Padres, 8. Rays, Mariners, to be determined as we have Sergio Oromo, the opener, supposed to be doing his thing, but you never know at Tampa Bay, but that's the plan for now. Philadelphia and the Giants wrap it up with a total of 8. So, a lot of good stuff going on there. We got uh, one, two, three, four, five totals of nine or above. You got two, three, four, eight and a half. So nine of the 15 games are eight and a half or higher. We got some good hitting environments. When you look at the overall weather, still slight chances of rain in Baltimore, about 25%. Mosso Manos. Uh, Toronto, Detroit, blowing out to right field about 13 miles an hour. Washington, Atlanta, 30 to 40% rain, thunderstorms. So keep an eye on that one. That was Strasburg versus Fultonevich. Milwaukee and the Chicago White Sox, wind blowing out to right field at 15 miles an hour. And that, my friends, we'll get into later, is one of the games I want to target heavily. Uh, Cleveland, Minnesota blowing in from center at 13 miles an hour. Oakland, Kansas City out to left field at 11 miles an hour. Then your typical Bay Area delight. Giants, Phillies blowing out to center at 14 miles an hour. When you look at the pitching on this slate, you got five guys over 10K. You got Steven Strasburg at 12-1. Garrett Cole at 11-6. 
Chris Sale at 11, Carrasco at 10-7, Pavetta at 10. You can play any of these guys. You really can. I'm not going to play Strasburg. I'm not going to play Cole. I'm not going to play Sale. If you have to pick one of those three, you play Sale. But uh, Strasburg, A, the weather is a concern. B, I respect the crap out of this Braves lineup. At 12-1, Strasburg just hasn't been pumping enough of that 30-plus point upside, which you need at that price point. Like yesterday, I was on Quintana and uh, what's his name? LeBlanc. Those are my two guys. They pitched great, and they weren't even that expensive. It, it doesn't work every day, but it worked out phenomenally there. We have some options like that today. Not as many, but Strasburg, kudos. Go for it if you want. I'm not there. Culver Sale, I'm going to respect the crap out of the matchup and just watch it. Two offenses that can blow up on anybody. Two pitchers that can shut down any offense. GPP, these guys make an incredible play, but just realize it could be horrific or it could be amazing. So that's where you're going there. And when I play GPP pitchers, I like to pitch them when they're a lot cheaper. Like we got one later that I'm going to put my foot back in, uh, try to pull it out of my mouth for a certain pitcher tonight. Carlos Carrasco at 10-7, I can definitely get behind against Minnesota. Carrasco is an up-and-down guy, but the strikeouts have definitely been there. Twins team striking out 22% of the time. He's got a 27.3% K rate with a 44% ground ball rate. When you look at the Minnesota Twins, they have a 3.9 total. Lefties 289, righties 332. They have a sneaky, sneaky offense. You saw what they did yesterday against Bieber in the bullpen, and it, it, they definitely have that ability. So if you want to stack against them or put a couple one-offs, go for it. But uh, Carrasco at 10-7 is one guy I can definitely get by in here. But the, the best guy up here, if you can say best in any pitcher because stuff happens, is Nick Pavetta. Now, the caveat is he's been much, much, much better at home than on the road. But going into San Francisco against a Giants team that uh, doesn't have a ton of lefties in the lineup, and lefties are what get to Nick Pavetta. When you look at uh, the Giants total, it's 3.95, just barely above the Twins. Lefties 368, righties 267. So you got Brandon Belt who's having a great year. No sugarcoating that. Um, and then maybe Greg Arblanco finds the lineup. You got Brandon Crawford. And that's about it. Uh, Panic still rehabbing. He's in San Jose last night with Bumgarner. You got Pavetta who can strike out the world. And the Giants are striking out a lot more this year. A lot more swing and strike, swing and miss. They're striking out 25% of the timers right-handed pitching. Pavetta, 25.3% K rate. So lots to like there. Again, for some reason, he just has not found it on the road. But, you know, his last few starts, 18 points, but 30.8, 38, 27. That 38 was at Baltimore, so that's a good sign. So 27 or more in three of his last four, 18 or more in four straight. Had a couple of hiccups along the way, but we've seen 30-plus point upside a handful of times this season. Big-time K stuff. If you're going to play anybody up here, I like Pavetta the most. Then I got Carrasco, too. The other guys are great pitchers. It's no disrespect to them. I just, between matchups and price tags, I'd rather save and get some of these big bats we're going to talk about a little later. When you drop below 9, I can't understand the Jaime Berea $9,300 tag, but we shall move on from that. Uh, Jose Barrios at 91, I think, makes for a very intriguing GPP play. You got Barrios going up against a Cleveland Indians team that strikes out 24% of the time. So the K rates are there. We know they can hit the crap out of the baseball. But Barrios has limited the hard contact to 28% this year. Um, their team totals 4.1, which is for an Indians team. Kind of low. Uh, lefties hit 283. Righties 303 versus Barrios. He's been outstanding. He's fixed some things out. Uh, they said he was tipping pitches earlier. He's got that kind of going better for him. He's been really, really good at home this year. He placed Cleveland earlier this year. Seven shutout innings of three hits. No walks. Five Ks for 24 points. He's had 23, 33, 
36 in his last three starts since he figured out his tipping pitch things. At Seattle, home versus Detroit, home versus St. Louis. So he's looked much, much better of late. Um, Cleveland offense, just like the Red Sox, just like the Astros and company, can blow up at a moment's notice. So that's why it's a GPP play. But at 9100 bucks, he has the same upside as anybody above him. Anybody. Anybody in the 10K and above, Barrios has that upside. So that's why I like him at GPPs at 9100 Drop down to Miles Mikolas, $8,700 at home against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mikolas coming off a rough uh, outing against Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Six innings, five hits, four earned, one walk, five Ks for 11.9 DraftKings points. When you look at Mikolas, he's been really, really, really good at home this year. And outside of his last start of five, uh, six innings and four earns, the first time he faced um, Pittsburgh, he's seven innings and two earned, and he had seven strikeouts. So a very good start the first go-round against them. Looking for a bounce-back outing. Uh, Pittsburgh strikes out less than 20% of the time, which is always a downer. Mikolas, a great ground ball rate. Uh, Pirates have a 3.7 total. It's tied for second lowest on the slate. The only two below it are tied with the Astros. And then you got the Red Sox. Lefties hit 335. Righties 265. The Pirates do have a lot of lefties, and that's what could get Mikolas into trouble. But at 8700 bucks, he's definitely worth a look. Uh, one more pitcher in this area at 7,100, and this is a complete GPP dart. As we're looking at Frankie Montas of the Oakland Athletics going into Kansas City. Montas made his debut this year. Six innings, three hits, one earned, uh, two walks, seven Ks for 26.5 against the Arizona Diamondbacks. So you look back at Frankie Montas, he's had a couple cups of coffee in his career in 2015 with the White Sox, and uh, he made one... He pitched out of the bullpen last year for Oakland for the most most part. Yeah, 23 appearances out of the pen. In AAA this year, he had a 4.39 ERA. He made nine starts. Um, he had a 7.2K per nine. So I'm trying to, to get to bring you back to he won't be as good as he was against Arizona. But through his minor league career, he was a 10-plus K per nine type guy. Really good K stuff. Limits the home runs. Overall, has pitched really, really well in the minors. Um it's $7,100 GPP is why we're mentioning him. He's got big-time upside against the Royals team that's very hit and miss. you got uh, the likes of Mike Moustakis and company that can show up and make some noise. But as a whole, he lines up to be a very intriguing play here. Um, Kansas City doesn't strike out a ton, though, 17.5% K rate. So pick your poison. There's a few guys down below, but I wanted to mention him because the guys down below are really scary. So Montas at 71 brings the upside, you know, a total of only 4.3 for the Royals. They have a horrific 121 ISO versus right-handed pitching because outside of Moustakis, they really have no power. There's a few guys that will run into some, like Gordon once in a while. You got Soler, Cuthbert, uh, Hunter Dozier, but those last three are off on the right side of the plate. So little things to think about there at 7,100. So in this mid-price range, I got Berrios 1, Mikolas 2, Montas 3, but it's all basically price dependent on what you have going on. Now it gets fun. The below 7K range. And you got a guy like Jamison Tyon who is sneaky good when it comes to facing a right-handed heavy lineup. And that's what you're going to get with the St. Louis Cardinals. He's faced them once this year. Six and a third, five hits, three earned, six strikeouts, which is not bad for 16.7 points. He's got a good floor, 16-7, 12-1, 13-4, 15-6. So basically... 12 or more points in four straight, 12 or more in five of his last six. So he's not lighting the world on fire. We've seen the big upside earlier this year with him where he can go off. 
It's a St. Louis team that strikes out a little more than people think, a little over 23% of the time this year. He's got a 48% ground ball rate, a 21.5% strikeout rate. Uh, the Cardinals team totals 4.33, just like the Royals and Frankie Montas. See, lefties 335, righties 247. And again, the Cardinals have a righty-dominated lineup outside of Matt Carpenter. So it makes it very interesting for Tyon to get a 144 ISO, which is definitely below average, first right-handed hitting. Tyon at 68 makes for a very good play. I imagine a chalky play, but he is in play. Now is where I get to pull the foot out of my mouth, hopefully. And it's only price-dependent, and it's only because there's so much crap pitching on this slate overall. Like, we, the middle tier, we usually attack. I named three guys that I can sit down and at least go to battle with. <sighs> so, at 5800 $5, bucks, <sighs> this is hurts. Sunny Gray. Sunny Gray. Um, I was reading a bunch of things yesterday. I saw some angles where I could appreciate it. It's very risky against the Yankees team. Yes, it's very, or against the Orioles team, it's very risky because the power they have, Camden Yards. Two of his last three starts, he's got 24 or more points. The other two, he's got 5.7 and minus two. So you're getting all or nothing with Gray. You got a Baltimore team with a 4.3 total, which is less than the Cardinals and the Royals, who we just talked about targeting. Um, you have a team that strikes out 25% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Sunny Gray at 5800 bucks is a GPP play that I can understand. As long as you understand the risk the risk behind it, the reward can be much better than people think at that price point. The last guy I'll mention is $1,000 cheaper than Sonny Gray, and that is Michael Leak. And this isn't a guy I love, usually, but at 4800 bucks, I have to respect. He averages about 11 points a game. His last uh, At home, he's averaging about 12 points a game. He hasn't faced Tampa Bay this year. In uh, three of his last four starts, he's got 21-6, 14-8, and 23-6. So 15 or more points in three of his last four. He's shown a ton of double-digit upside this year. He's had like three or four blow-ups. 4800 bucks against a Tampa Bay team that does have a little bit of surprise in them, but not a ton. They strike out over 21% of the time. He's got a 53% uh, ground ball rate. Does give up a lot of hard contact, which is not ideal. But you look at Tampa Bay, and it's very, very interesting to me. Oh, we're waiting on their team total. That's right. Lefty's 413, righty's 376 versus Mike Leak, but they have a just above average team Wobo of 322 versus righties and a below average ISO of 131. So obviously they're not lighting the world on fire. They can. You got CJ Crone. You got um, oh, Blanken right now. They, they got a bunch of middling players. They got Wilson Ramos back there. So they can surprise you from time to time. Not lighting the world on fire, though. So for 4800 bucks, Mike Leak definitely becomes into play as a very intriguing option. So down below, you got Tyon 1, I got Leak, two, uh, Leak 2, Sunny Gray 3. And then I want you to keep an eye on stuff throughout the day because with Sergio Romo starting, the reports right now are going to be, it'll be Austin Pruitt, but it could be Anthony Banda. So keep an eye on those. I don't, I, I didn't pay attention to yesterday's action or the day before with Tampa Bay. So I don't know what Yarborough's status is because usually he goes first in this setup. But right now they're reporting Pruitt or Banda. Pruitt's 45, Banda's 48. Those both could be interesting plays as well against Seattle. So just keep an eye on that and uh, go from there. Now let's uh, take a look at the bats. Before we do so, let me talk to you about draft. It is a great new way to play fantasy sports. You draft 
in under five minutes, steak-style drafting, just the way you like it. Don't have to worry about ownership because you're the only one that owns them. And there's all kinds of uh, price points, league sizes, the works. They have baseball, basketball, football, hockey, golf, best balls for NFL, rocking and rolling. And when you make your first deposit, use promo code SD Sports for entry into a free $3 tournament. So it's an awesome way to play fantasy sports. Draft in your app store, draft.com, promo code SD Sports at checkout, entry into a free $3 tournament. Now let's run through your bats on this 15 game slate. You got Yasmani Grandal and Coors at $4,800. It's a great play if you can afford it because he hits lefties with a ton of thump. So he's, he's interesting. But $4,800 is steep for your catcher's position. You got El $4,500 for his catch. And we loved him last night. We love him again tonight. You go down a little farther. You got guys like Salvi Perez versus Montas at 41 I can get behind if you are fading Montas. Um, you got John Ryan Murphy who's crushing everything at $3,900. Don't hate it at all. The farther down you look, you got guys like Wilson Ramos at 36 versus Mike Leak or 37, sorry, versus Leak. Um, you keep scrolling a bit. You got Chris Ionetta and Coors at 34 versus Alex Wood, which I think is a great play. We know Ionetta's power versus lefties could come into uh, play big time in that one. John Hicks for Detroit, 3,300 versus Jaime Garcia is intriguing if you want to be a little different. Uh, if you aren't using Sonny Gray, Chance Cisco at 32 is in play for you as a cheaper uh, left-handed catcher. Farther down we scroll, there are a couple coming up that you can definitely get behind. Like Jorge Alfaro at 3K is in play versus Stratton. It's not one I'm running to play, but he is in play as a cheaper option. But Manny Pena against Hector Santiago at 2900 And Omar Navarez of Chicago versus Chase Anderson at 2900 bucks. Two really good catching options. Kind of see where they are in the lineup, or if you can't have that many brewers in your lineup. Look at those directions. You could go there. James McCann of Detroit at 29 versus Jaime Garcia. I like as well. So there's three guys at 2,900 bucks. I really, really like right there. That if you don't want to pay up for catchers for one of those big boys in a great matchup, I have no problem going straight to that $2,900 range and making it happen. Other than that, like a Rafi Lopez uh, facing Tyler Molle. Lopez has been hitting in the middle of that Padres order. He's 2,600 bucks. When you look at facing Tyler Molle. Uh, Lefties at 397, righties 306. So a guy like Rafi Lopez at 2600 bucks could be a nice cheapie for you as well. Let's go over to the first base position. You got Freddie Freeman at 5K. I don't care who Freddie's playing in the GPP. He's got upside. He can hit anybody. So at 5K, if you want to fade Strasburg, go for it. I'm not running to do that. Goldie against Hernandez in Miami at 48 could be a nice play. Goldie went deep the other day, heating up a bit. D-backs have a 4-6 total versus Eliezer Hernandez. Lefties hit 319. Righties 391 versus Hernandez in a small sample size. So keep that in mind. But, man, D-backs as a whole, a 270 Woba and a 131 ISO. Bad news bears. But Goldie at 48 could be a nice play. And then Anthony Rizzo's been on fire. 4800 bucks going up against uh, Zach Wheeler, who lefties hit 371. Righties 313. So uh, Rizzo could be for a very, very nice play there against Wheeler in that matchup. Brandon Belt, we mentioned lefties versus Pavetta. He's about the only one that scares me, so you can look at him. Joey Votto at 4,600 versus Lockett is also an intriguing option. Lockett's some young pitcher for uh, San Diego, kind of making he's making his debut, so we don't have a whole lot on him. But uh, Votto at 46 could be in play as well. Cody Bellinger and Coors at 45 is a great play versus Tyler Anderson. I know it's lefty-lefty, but uh, lefty's 389, righty's 303 versus Tyler Anderson. They can still get to him, plus you got... Rockies bullpen to look forward to. 
So 4500 for Bellinger is good. But the one that stands out to me, and it's going to be a trend on this show, Jesus Aguilar is 4300 bucks for his Hector Santiago. Milwaukee's 4-7 total. Lefty's 362, righty's 377 for Santiago. So um, Jesus Aguilar, love him tonight at 4300 bucks. That's one of my... It's probably my top play at first base. I love those guys up top, but uh, Aguilar at 43, really, really nice. Uh, farther down you look, you got guys like Jose Abreu versus Chase Anderson. Don't hate that at all. White Sox team total is 4-3. Lefty's 330. Righty's 367 versus Chase. And Abreu's always overlooked. Always gets overlooked. He's producing in a great clip this year. So that matchup I'm, I'm targeting heavy, that White Sox-Brewers matchup. And if it falls, it falls. But... I think we could have fireworks. We have guys like Chase Anderson and Santiago. Then again, we've seen both those offenses crap the bed before. So be ready for anything. But a guy like Justin Smoke hits lefties with a ton of power. He's 4K versus Hardy of Detroit. He's another good one that will get overlooked on this slate. Uh, someone to target there. Greg Bird, if you think he's back, he was hit. He was scheduled to hit third last night against Kasher. Obviously, the lineup can change today. But if he's hitting in the middle of that Yankees order at 3900 bucks, Definite upside against Andrew Kashner. Carlos Santana versus Chris Stratton at 39 is another good option. Basically what I'm saying is you don't have to pay up at first base today. There's some really good options. Matt Olson versus the fly ball pitcher and Ian Kennedy at 3700 Brings nice GPP power upside. Wouldn't be shocked if Matt Olson goes deep tonight. Uh, I know he's been underperforming people's expectations this year, but definitely in play for you. Other than that, like a Louis Valbuena at 3300 versus Bartolo Colon. Gives you that power upside and a, a super cheap first baseman that you have to absolutely love is Justin Bohr at 3200 bucks. The power Justin Bohr brings to the table against a guy like Clay Buckholtz. I know the humidor is in effect, but the guy's got 10 jacks on the year. He's got an OPS of 806. He's 3200 bucks going up against Clay Buckholtz. That is extreme, extreme, extreme value. Um, Marlins team with a total just below four. Lefty's 219, righty's 49 versus Buckholtz. I'm going to throw that out the window for now because. Justin Bohr at 32, definitely a play. Trey Mancini at 32 versus Sonny Gray. We can get behind that a lot as well. So there's tons and tons of options. There's probably even more than I mentioned. But down below, Mancini and Bohr, I absolutely love at 32. And then you got a bunch of other ones in that low four, early three range that you can you can pick apart if you don't want to pay up. Second base, Ozzy Albies slowing down a bit, but 51 versus Strasburg, just like Freeman. If you want to be GPP weird, I have no problem using Albies against pretty much anybody. Uh, Gleyber Torres at 49, that's a, that's a steep-ass price tag for this kid. Uh, he's been performing. He's earned it. He's played great. It's just steep, very steep. Uh, Scooter Jeanette at 46, I can definitely get into. And Cesar Hernandez at 45 versus Stratton. Both intriguing plays there. But Jed Lowry at 43 versus Ian Kennedy. The A's could be another fun fun target today. Uh, their team total is 4.7. Lefties 381, righties 372. So A's can be another one of those kind of lower-owned plays like the Brewers and the White Sox that we'll be looking at today. We're basically looking for pivots off of Coors is what I'm trying to hint at. If you want to stack Coors, I'm never going to stop you from that. But the ways you could beat Coors is finding those other ones that you could do when you have all these totals of 9 or above. Blow-ups happen. Uh, Matt Carpenter at 39 versus Tyon is very, very nice as well. Kiki Hernandez and Coors versus a lefty at 3900 is underpriced if you believe in Kiki versus a lefty, which he's proven he can do. Benny Zobris at 3900 versus Zach Wheeler. Benny's been having a really good run of it, so not a bad price tag there. But one I do like a lot, and I like even if it wasn't this matchup we're targeting, but Yohan Moncada versus a right-handed pitcher like Chase Anderson at 3700 I really like. I know Moncada's kind of slowed down the last week or so, 
but he's a supreme talent versus a right-handed pitcher like Chase Anderson. So Moncada at 37, very much in play in that matchup. Austin Barnes of the Dodgers, if he does get the start, he's second base catcher eligible, only 36 in Coors. Let's keep an eye on him. Uh, Descalso of Arizona, he's up to 3,500 now. If he keeps going up any higher, we're going to start losing our love for this kid. The, the value is what's been there. But uh, if he's in the middle of that order versus Hernandez, second base, third base eligible at four, uh, 35, he becomes an option for you. A little farther down, like Jonathan Scope at 35 could be in play if you want to go there. Ian Kensler, if he's leading off again with um, <clears throat> with uh, Cozart out. Cozart's been out a few days. Kensler's been taking over the leadoff role. He's actually played well in the leadoff role. Surprise, surprise. Mike Sosha. Kimbler's pretty much been a leadoff guy most of his career, and he's played very well doing so. Why ruin a good thing? But uh, Kinsler at 3,300 versus Bartolo could be a nice play, especially if he's leading off. The Angels could be another sneaky one. Going up against Bartolo, the Angels have a 4-8 total. Lefty's 303, righty's 372. So Ian Kinsler with those reverse splits from Bartolo at 3,300 uh, could be a very nice play for you. Couple others you could look at, maybe Chris Owings at 31, but Hernan Perez, if he cracks the lineup from Milwaukee, I love. He's second base outfit eligible. He's a super value guy you can have on this slate at 3,100. I love him because of his value, not because he's like a big time, you know, I'm going to punk the world, but uh, does bring a lot of value to the plate. Let's go to the third base position. Arenado at 56 and Coors versus Alex Wood is the things like I, I like to say a few names every show, but he's one of them that dreams are made of in this situation. Uh, Jose Ramirez can hit anybody. It's Barrios, so pick your poison, but you, you can go there. Chris Bryant at 51 versus Wheeler, I think, might get a little overlooked up top here tonight. And Eugenio Suarez has been hitting everybody under the sun. He's 5K, so take a look at that one. Uh, Justin Turner and Coors versus a lefty at 46. Mike Moustakis at 44. Moustakis will probably get overlooked tonight, so that's one you could definitely keep in mind as well as a one-off instead of stacking the Royals. Unless you want to stack them, you never know. But uh, you go down farther, like uh, Matt Chapman and GPPs at 4K versus Ian Kennedy. Jake Lamb at home versus a righty at 39 is a very nice-looking play for you there. Mentioned Carpenter already. Um, you go down a little farther, maybe some Nico Goodrum. He's third-base outfit eligible, hitting in the middle of Detroit order. He's 3700 bucks versus uh, Jaime Garcia. So Nico could be an interesting GPP angle where no one's going to own him. Yomer Sanchez at 3500 I do like a little bit against Chase Anderson especially if he's at the top of the order. That's one thing I keep in mind. Because when he bats like second or something, he's very productive. Batting at the bottom, he can be productive, but he loses a lot of that value at 35. When he was like 28, I didn't care where he hit the order. 35, I need a little more stability when I'm putting you in your lineup. Yair Munoz, this young stud from St. Louis. They just keep producing middle infielders, usually shortstops. He's right-handed, so we're not running to target him versus Tyon, but his last 10 days, he's hitting... Uh, 438 with two jacks, a stolen base, averaging 9.5 points. He had a walk-off homer last night. He's going up against Tyon, who lefties are much, much better against. But he's an interesting play at 3,400 if you want to go there. Uh, farther down we look, you got the likes of... You have... Uh, usually usually the, the position doesn't bring a bunch. We mentioned Louis Valbuena earlier at 33. If Zach Cozart's back at 33, I can get behind that. If Ryan McMahon gets to start for Colorado, he's first base, third base eligible at 32 in Coors. Uh, could bring a nice little value to you there as well. Let's go to the shortstop position. Up top, we got Machado at 52 versus Grave, which is a great matchup. Trevor Story versus a lefty in Coors at 49. You play that pretty much every time you can. Uh, Jeannie Segura at 47 is okay. 
Chris Taylor and Coolers at 45. Shortstop outfit eligible, I don't mind either. Andleton Simmons hitting everything at 44. So shortstop's top heavy, as it's definitely been of late. Like Didi Gregorius at 43, you can look at. Uh, Tim Anderson at 41, not running to play that, but he's in play. B. Craw at 37 is not horrible, but like a Jerkson Profar at 3,500 is a little cheaper guy I can get behind there against Berea of Anaheim. Uh, other than that, it's always really crappy pricing here at shortstop. You'll have like uh, our boy Riddles down here and a few others. So check your lineups and see what you can have, but most of it is top heavy as usual. Now we go to the outfield. You got Trout versus Bartolo at 6K, which is outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Uh, Blackman and Coors, not bad. You got Harper versus Fulton Nevage at 55. I can get behind. You got the Yankees, Sluggers versus Cashner. That's an obvious look. But uh, you got Yellick versus Santiago. It's lefty-lefty, so some might be worried there at 48. Otani versus Bartolo at 48. It's very, very nice as well. You got Puig and Coors at 47. Definitely get behind that. Mentioned Cody Bellinger and Chris Taylor already. K with the Chris Davis is back from the DL facing Ian Kennedy at 45 and Kyle Schwarber versus Wheeler at 45 are both really nice. Lorenzo Cain shows tons of powers versus lefties. He's facing Hector Santiago at 4,400. Lorenzo Cain is an outstanding play tonight. Definitely, definitely like that one. Matty Kemp at 4,400 playing great baseball uh, this year so far in Coors. That's a good spot for him. Uh, Nick Castellanos is just crushing baseballs. Doesn't He's not leaving the park with a ton, but he's hitting 332. He's averaging 10 points a game in his last 10. He's 4,300 bucks versus Jaime Garcia. He'll be super low-owned, so that's not a bad one. Austin Meadows at 42 versus Mikolas. Just keeps getting it done, so keep an eye on him as well. We slide on down. Like a Shin Chu Chu at 41, I can understand. Uh, Matt Adams at 4K versus Fultis in play. But Ryan Braun against Hector Santiago at 4K. Definitely worth a look there. Nomar Mazzara at only 4K versus Berea is in play for you as well. That's a sneaky, nice play. Uh, T. Oscar Hernandez versus the lefty Hardy of Detroit at only 4K is another nice one. So you got some good options here in the low fours that you can uh, definitely build around. Brandon Nemo at $4,000 should be owned way more than he is, folks. I mentioned him a lot. I've been on him forever. He's been hitting the ball like crazy. He's at the top of the order. He's facing Tyler Chatwood, who might walk him to death and let him steal bases. There's so many things Tyler Chatwood could do when he walks. It seems like half the guys he faces. He gives up over a walk and inning right now. Um, when you look at the Mets, lefty's 388, righty's 339 versus Tyler Chatwood. So Brandon Nimmo at 4K, and that's a loaded 4K we've mentioned. He's still one you got to keep in mind. He's a double-digit machine these days, leading off for him. You go on a little farther, you got Aaron Hicks at 39 versus Kashner. Mentioned Kiki at 39 already. Zobris mentioned earlier. Juan Soto versus Fulte at 38 can be a nice play, especially leading off possibly. Daniel Palka will be super overlooked. He's 3,800. Versus Chase Anderson, he's averaging about eight and a half points his last ten. He's been showing some power. He's got five jacks on the year, hitting two seventy-seven. I, I remember when they made that trade. I was really pumped on that because he's a big-time prospect today. He's kind of got moved around. He's been in Minnesota. He's been in Arizona. Good young player. Maybe he's finally figuring it out at thirty-eight hundred bucks. Uh, the farther down you look, Conforto at only thirty-eight versus Chatwood. Another really solid play there. Don't hate that at all. Corey Dickerson at thirty-seven and your GPPs versus Mikolas. Ian Desmond and Coors at 37. I hate Ian Desmond, but it's a great price tag in Coors. Uh, again, Nico Goodrum at 37. Adam Jones at 36. We mentioned yesterday the BVP Adam Jones has versus Sonny Gray is one to definitely keep an eye on. Farther down, we slide. I got David Peralta at 35 versus Hernandez for some value for you. Uh, 
we keep on keeping on. Max Kepler and GPP holdings at 35 versus Carrasco. Uh, if Cuevas cracks the lineup for Colorado, which he should, he usually faces lefties. He's only 3,400 in Coors. Scotty Shevler's been swinging a very hot bat. It is San Diego, but he's 3,400 versus Lockett. Another cheap piece of the pie for you there. Um, Domingo Santana, if he cracks the lineup, it's only 3,300. Not one of my favorite plays, but he will be super low owned in a GPP. Uh, Dexter Fowler kind of slowly heating up. He's 3,300 versus Tyon. Not running to play that by any means. Just keep an eye on it. Uh, other than that, we get to the low threes, low threes, anything. Bueller, Bueller. If Gerard Dyson's leading off at 32 and you're stacking the Diamondbacks, he's in play. Mentioned Trey Mancini earlier at 32. I do like that. Matt Joyce at 32 is a great value play. Hitting at the top of that order against Ian Kennedy could definitely make some noise there. So don't hate that at all. Uh, you slide down to the bottom threes. We're at 31 now. Very bleak. Marvin Gonzalez, you're not going that route. Alex Gordon at 3K. If you want to be really contrarian, you can go there. Or Almonte for Kansas City at well above $3,000. Dylan Cousins got the call for Philadelphia. He's a power, power lefty bat. Like, a lot of strikeouts. He had a near 40% K rate. I believe it was Smada that tweeted it out yesterday. We've been talking about him on the Around the Bases pod for a couple years now. He was crushing it with Hoskins down there. Guy's got light tower power, like bombs away. He might find McCovey Cove twice tonight, or he can strike out seven times if he gets seven at-bats. You don't know what you're going to get with him, but uh, at 3K, could make for a very interesting GPP play, so keep an eye on that one. Uh, da, 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 a little farther down. This is why we, This is why I take my time and scroll. You probably go, Bubba, there's a lot of dead air. Well, they have some sneaky guys here, like Derek Dietrich's 2800 bucks for Clay Buckholz. Usually hitting around cleanup in that order. That's a lot of value versus uh, Clay Buckholz. I'm not saying run to play Dietrichs, but hey, if you have a loaded lineup, you're like, crap, I only have like 28, 2900 bucks left. You've got way worse options than Derek Dietrich. Dietrich can put together five plus points for you, and all of a sudden you're like, hell yeah. And that allowed me to afford Mike Trout or something. It works out that way. So little things like that, but maybe Blanco gets to start at 27. I'd rather play Dietrich at 28. And there will be a few others. I'm not seeing them at the moment, but some others will always pop up down below, like a Romine or something else. But there you have it. Loaded, loaded 15-game slate, as you'd expect. Recapping your pitching up top, you got Pavetta 1, Carrasco 2. The other guys are great, just not making myself go there. In the middle, I got Berrios 1, Mikolas 2, Montas 3. Down below, I got Tyon, Leak, Gray, and then keep an eye on the Tampa Bay situation. But uh, it's some ugly pitching. You're at the stomach and just pray. But let's talk uh, BVP real quick, and then we'll mention a couple stacking options and go from there. We talked about the Cashner and the Gray yesterday. We got Jay Bruce, 4 for 9 with two homers off Chatwood. Azrubal Cabrera, 4 for 13 with a homer. Adrian Gonzalez, 7 for 24 with a homer. The Mets could be a sneaky play today. Not one of my favorite ones, but could be sneaky because Chatwood's just been so bad. But the Mets have been inconsistently bad as well. Jason Hayward, 8 for 21, two doubles, two homers. A guy in our Slack chat, Dirework, uh, mentioned Hayward's been batting second lately and hit well the last couple games. If you believe in it, he's super cheap in this matchup versus Wheeler. Lefties can definitely get the Wheeler, so keep an eye on Jay Hay if you want a GPP-type play. Uh, Freddie Freeman, we talked about 5K for him at the risk for Strasburg. He's 15 for 42. It's a 357 average with four doubles and four homers. He's hit Strasburg extremely well. Marquecas is hitting 299 for 31, two doubles and a homer as well. So you can target Strauss if you want to get really risky. 
Harper, four for 14, two doubles and a homer off Fulte. Trey Turner and Rendon have taken him deep as well. Hernan Perez, three for eight with a triple and a homer off Hector Santiago. Locaine, seven for 22 with four doubles. Domingo Santana's taken him deep as well. Not many uh, White Sox have faced Chase Anderson. Brian Dozier, three home runs off Carlos Carrasco. He's only hitting 207, but he's taken him deep three times. Rosario and Kepler each for once as a team. They're hitting 214 off of him, but they've shown a little bit of power. Lindor's three for 12, hitting 250 with a double off Barrios. So the uh, Indians are only hitting a buck 51 off Barrios in a couple games. They faced him. Jose Altuve, eight for 21 with a double and a homer off of Sale. Gaddis taking him deep as well. K with the Chris Davis talked about him earlier. He's four for 12, two doubles and a homer off Ian Kennedy. Something to keep in mind. Matt Carpenter, seven for 16, two doubles and a homer, a, five, a 438 average versus Jameis and Tyone. Justin Turner, nine for 17, three doubles and a homer off Tyler Anderson. It's a 529 average. Bellinger and Kiki Hernandez have taken Tyler Anderson deep as well. Mike Trout, 10 for 18 at three homers versus Bartolo. It's a 556 average. Valbuena, three for seven, two homers. Anderton Simmons, 12 for 26, two doubles and a triple. Albert Pools, eight for 25, three homers. As a team, the Angels are hitting 362 off Big Sexy with nine home runs. That's a lot of power. A lot of power. Wow. Carlos Gomez, 7 for 18 with a double and a triple off Mike Leake. Ramos, 5 for 21. It's a 238 average with two homers. So that'll do it for your BVP. Lots of interesting stuff to look at there. When you look at the top totals, you got the Dodgers and Rockies and Coors. That's obvious. Keep an eye on They They called up Dennis Santana for, call, uh, for the Dodgers. He might start today or tomorrow. So maybe they push Alex Wood back. Keep that in mind. He's a right-handed pitcher, which opens up the Blackmans of the world, kind of brings story down a little, but still not bad. Talented, talented prospect. Really good stuff. I hate seeing guys make their first career starts in Coors, but, hey, stuff happens. Now, when you get out of that, you got, uh, you know, the Yankees versus Cashner, which is great. But the Angels versus Bartolo could be one you can definitely target. Remember the, the reverse splits, but pretty much anybody. Love the Brew Crew versus Hector Santiago. Love the White Sox versus Chase Anderson. Those are two I absolutely really, really love. Then the A's versus Ian Kennedy can be really sneaky nice. Lefty's 381, righty's 372. That Tigers game versus Jaime Garcia, Tigers and Toronto facing two mediocre at best lefties could be sneaky nice. And then I wanted to mention the Oakland A's, who we love versus Can you mention that? I want to mention them again. But then the Mets versus Tyler Chatwood, lefty's 388, righty's 339. He walks the world. He could set up a lot of opportunities for action. You saw the Giants get to him last Sunday in Sunday Night Baseball. So it could be sneaky there. So there's a couple you could look at. Brewers, White Sox, A's, Mets, Angels. Uh, you, you've heard where the best areas to target are in those ones. Could definitely help differentiate you and get you some value. So there you have it, guys. Friday, June 1st, quick hits in the books. Uh, check us out on thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. you got some Friday UFC action today, UFC Utica. So go check that out. Uh, you got Around the Bases with Bubba and Bo. I promise it'll come out here later. I've been super busy and that stupid system crashed. So I will get on that. You got Bench with Bubba's out there with Lance Brozdowski, episode 97. Go check that out. Hope everybody has a great, safe, fun weekend. I'll be back with you guys on Monday. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your June 1st edition. I'm out. Yeah.